We have to have a good reason to get out of bed and try every day. When we wake up in the morning, what do we tell ourselves? When people get out of bed, they often, <laughs> seldom do they pop out of bed, fist pump the air and say, yes, I'm so excited to go to work today. For the majority of people, that's not how life works. Live a well-balanced life. That It sounds so simple, but it's very difficult. So how do we balance family and, and home life with work life? How do we make sure that we're feeding our soul, that we are getting what we need in order to continue trying our best every day and being on top of our game every day? Welcome to another episode of CBP Cross-Border Podcast, Northern Border, New York. September is National Suicide Awareness Month. This is part two of our Suicide Awareness series. The audio you just heard is from an interview with the head of CBP's Suicide Prevention Program. Dr. Kent Corso from a recent episode of the CBP Suicide Awareness and Prevention Podcast. In 2018, CBP partnered with the United States Air Force to develop the CBP Resilience Skills Training Program, based off a similar training already developed by the Department of Defense. Now there are hundreds of employees across CBP that have become master resilience trainers and can offer this training to their coworkers. It's designed to provide the skills needed to respond constructively to work and personal life stress. Here's program manager of the Resilient Skills Training Program, Jeff Shartner. Uh, I took the Master's Resilience Trainer course uh, a while ago, back in uh, 2015, when I was with the United States Army Reserve, and it was life-changing. That course and the materials and the skills that it teaches you. Uh, I've never been able to unlearn those skills. I use them every single day. Uh, you know, stress management and and having some kind of skill set to navigate is essential. And if and if I did and I I was doing well when I took that class in 2015, but without those skills, I would not be where I am today. There's no way that I would be. I don't know, married still. <laughs> we had you know, more kids, uh, bigger house, like all these things that have happened since then, um, you know, they, they would not have happened without the abilities that I learned in that class. So uh, when I came to CBP and was able to incorporate this training and this course in particular into uh, the, the CBP arena, uh, it's been phenomenal. And uh, it's been truly, uh, hopefully, life-changing for the folks that we've been delivering to. It's uh, just a set of skills that apply to an individual in whatever form or fashion they land. The way we kind of cage that for each person is we have an acronym and it's PVGR. And it's not even a good acronym. It doesn't roll off the tongue very easily and it doesn't spell anything cool, but the PVGR, so performance, values, goals, and relationships. Those are the four areas where where we say, where do you want to apply these resilience skills? So where in your life would they find a home? And just to start it off, we say, okay, so everybody thinks, all right, I'm pretty resilient. I'm doing good things. Well, let me ask you this question. Which relationship in your life right now 
is 100% good to go. No issues. That is, that relationship is rock solid. And, and anybody that feels that way, go ahead and raise your hand. Just for the sake of the audio, I'm not raising my hand, right? So and there is always room for improvement, especially just looking at our relationships. But also we look at our performances. What are we doing where it's important that we're successful? You know, being a parent, being a spouse, on the job, off the job, like all these things, being a supervisor. These are things, performances where we, we need to be successful. So, and then setting our, our goals based off of our values, what's important to us. We look at those things and we talk about, okay, that's where you are. That's where you are, you know, on whatever day it is, wherever space you are in your life. And then where you're struggling, um, where stress is getting the better of you. There are times when stress can kind of get to us, when the unmanaged stress starts to lead to unproductive stress management techniques. Our reactions start to be unproductive for what's important to us. All right. So when that happens again, because it's going to happen again, we can kind of apply these skills on a daily basis so that we get used to how they work. And then when we know there's going to be those, you know, those big A adversities, that's what we call them. So the regular adversities that we deal with all the time, we apply these skills and we look at, okay, this, this is helping. This is good. And okay, now I know how that technique works. And I know I'm going to have, you know, a job switch. I'm going to move. Um, I'm going to have some kind of major life event or an unexpected life event. Now I know that I've got this ability, these resilient skills that are in place that are going to help me navigate the stress that is inevitably coming. We face all kinds of stress. Sometimes we see it coming. Sometimes it blindsides us. Sometimes stress comes along and it's just unavoidable. But there are areas of our lives we don't have to sit back and wait we can be prepared and have a plan, such as often the case when it comes to our finances. You know, every time they ask, you know, what's, what causes the most anxiety, finances always ranks in the top 10. That's Tim Bryan, program manager and analyst for the Wellness Resilience Division. His specialty is financial wellness. We're not taught finances. Only 12 states require a personal finance class in order to graduate high school. Uh, only 32% of folks, uh, parents, talk to the kids about finance. 65% of folks live paycheck to paycheck. Here's the kicker. Those that make over $100,000, so it's not just you know people that are on, on minimum wage, but those that make over $100,000, 48% live paycheck to paycheck. And that, that's just shocking. And that's because we don't have the education. Nobody teaches it to us. We're not trying to turn anyone into certified financial planners, but with our program, we're trying to give that base level education so that way we can take that stress and turn it down from 11 down to maybe a four or a five. It's gonna be in the back of your head, but if you're more literate about it, you can make the plans for the future and it can you know, free up your energy for other areas in your life. You can go to our SharePoint site. We have everything listed right there for you on creditworthiness, on how to build that spending plan. So if you don't wanna to talk to anybody about it, if you're, you know, if you're of the ilk that I don't, I can do this on my own, 
fantastic. You're going to have the resources there. If you're like most people and you're like, I need somebody to talk to me about this, uh, we have a lot of webinars that we do. We actually have uh, two monthly webinars now where we bring in a CFP, a Certified Financial Planner, and they explain it to you in layman's terms. So if you don't have a background in finance, that's fine. You can go to uh, you can go to the webinar, and then our, our our CFPs they don't work for CBP. They're they're outside people that we bring in. They'll sit and they'll spend an hour with you and explain it to you, not only to you, but let's say your spouse is doing the finances, or you have somebody else doing the finances. You can have you can bring them to these webinars because we hold it outside of uh, CBP, uh, and have them attend with you so the way they can you know your 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 person that's handling your finances they can gain that knowledge and help you out and we're finding that you know when folks get their finances in order it's one piece of the pie of this whole resilience thing that we have going on it's one piece it's an important piece and i and i think all the pieces are important but i think it's something that uh, most people outside of our resilience division don't think about. We'll end once again with some more from Dr. Kent Corso's interview. If we ever wake up in the morning and we're questioning, why am I bothering to get out of bed this morning? That's a time where you should check in with yourself. You should consider contacting peer support, chaplain, talking to a friend, keep a close tab on that compass, that that part of you that helps direct you in a specific direction and, and really keeps you motivated. The other part is is helping others. And that starts with situational awareness. So if we all maintain situational awareness about the people to our left and right, and it's, it obviously was very difficult in a virtual office environment to maintain a sense of how your colleagues are doing. But it's important not that you have to know everything about them, but rather you can see when they're different than their baseline. And so if we're maintaining situational awareness, and this is deceivingly simple, we have to ask people, are you thinking of killing yourself or ending your life? It's not enough to say, are you okay? Sometimes it's best to start with an observation. Hey, you don't seem like yourself or something seems different. You know, I'd really like to help you. When we say the words, are you thinking of killing yourself or ending your life? It does two things. Number one, it lets the person know exactly what you're asking about. There's no confusion. And research studies have shown that we have to be that specific and explicit. And the second thing it does is it kind of lets the person know that you're willing to go there. That even though you ask that really personal question, you do want to hear the answer. Because normally in a social context, people ask all sorts of questions like, how are you doing? How are things going? And we're sort of conditioned to say, fine, we're good and just move on. And so asking that question in that way tells them, no, I really do want to know the answer. So that's very important thing that, that we can all do. And, and honestly, in the last 50 years, we've never seen a sustained decrease in suicide rates. What that means is We've never reduced suicides by even 20% and then sustained that lower rate year after year after year. And the reason why, to be honest, there are several reasons, but one is that people just don't ask. They don't ask that awkward question. And once the person, if the person does say, yes, I have been thinking about that, the next thing you do is just listen and just be a good person. Just, just listen. You don't have to give advice. You don't have to say anything. But then at the end of the discussion, you do want to get the person to a qualified professional 
whether that is one step up at sort of a chaplain or peer support level, whether it's an EAP clinician, whether it's their family doctor or a therapist or the ER. Uh, if you can get family members involved with their permission, with the employee's permission, that also reduces risk. The key here is that we try to reduce risk. Once again, to hear that full conversation, go listen on the CBP Suicide Awareness and Prevention Podcast. Thanks for listening. We're currently working on developing several more episodes, so make sure to follow us to get notified when new episodes are released.